This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys this week, we are what? Supposed to be, right now, a little less than a month away from the NFL draft. We'll see how everything goes, of course, everything that's going on in the world. But, right now, the show does not stop. Raider Cody Podcast is still full speed. I think this is now the third week in a row I'm bringing two guests to you guys. I'm not going to screw around anymore on content. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. If you haven't subscribed already to my YouTube channel, you're going to regret it. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, search either Raider Cody or YouTube.com slash Raider Cody. But like I said, we're not messing around. The show does not slow down right now, even though the NFL might be a little bit. So let's get into it. Speaking of what's going on in the world right now, the Raiders have donated $1 million to help with relief and to fight the COVID-19. So shout out to Mark Davis and the Las Vegas Raiders for doing their part in contributing to the world and to... United States of America to make things right um, and to help us beat this thing and overcome this thing and make sure we have some football on this year. So shout out to Mark Davis and their million dollar support. HUD the stud, man. Love this guy, Rodney Hudson. The Raiders actually converted a lot of Rodney Hudson's salary, right? Uh, I forget what it was, almost $12 million of his salary. They converted it into a bonus, which freed up more than $9 million in cap space for us. $9 $9 million in cap space. That is like three decent players on the market still available right now. So that was absolutely huge. Hud the stud. You're the real MVP, man. And as previously reported, Eli Apple, who was supposed to sign with us on a one-year $6 million deal, he did not sign with the Raiders, right? Like I said, one million, uh, one-year $6 million contract. Um, but instead, he... Failed his physical, which we've seen this before. 2014, I think. Roger Saffold. I think that 
probably rings a bell for Raider Nation, I'd imagine, right? We had him signed to a pretty big deal as an offensive lineman. Then last minute, he failed a physical. Then a few days later, he went and passed a physical with another team, signed, and played. So maybe the Raiders, I don't want to say they regretted the decision, but when you see things like this, maybe it was a little outlet. And because of this, because of Eli Apple not signing for the $6 million, the Raiders went out on Friday and they signed safety, converted safety from corner, Demarius Randall to a one-year deal worth up to $3.25 million. So take that three, worth up to $3.25 million and the $1 million donation that is $4.25 million with some change to spare so we still have some room to work with in free agency. So that is what's been going on this week. Uh, a little bargain shopping from Mike Mayock and John Cruden, some good stuff preparing for the NFL drafts, filling some needs. That took one of the needs off my board. I don't think Eli Apple filled a need, but I think Demarius Randall filled a need um, in the draft to take a safety. So Demarius Randall and Jonathan Abram, I think, coming in as the two starting duo corners with Eric Harris in rotation, Jeff Heath also there, and a big special team player. Both those guys. Got to remember, Eric Harris was a big special teamer himself too, so they will both be huge contributors to the team no matter what. But the reason I am rushing you through these announcements rushing into everything i'm just rushing through all these episodes lately guys pushing through as much content as i can because i want to get as many notable well-respected voices on this podcast as i can and i got two guests for you like i said first guy i'm going to talk to here is rico gafford later in the show i'm going to be talking to raidersbeat.com writer ryan lopes at still ryan five on twitter i'm sure you guys recognize that if you're on twitter i'm looking forward to talking draft and everything else with him but first Wide receiver Rico Gafford, of course, Raider Nation. It's one of Raider Nation's favorite players. Nonetheless, love this guy. Came in, obviously, a little bit of a sleeper. He was an undrafted free agent, I think, believe uh, Tennessee Titans signed him initially. He didn't even make it into the regular season of the year that he was signed in 2018. The Raiders picked him up. He was a gadget player. We're going to get into all that. But Rico Gafford right now is a very popular name flying around because this dude is fast. He is fast. He just converted to wide receiver, so obviously things are different for him. You know what I mean? This isn't just your normal NFL player that's coming in and trying to perfect his craft. He is doing whatever he can to find and fit the need of an NFL team. And right now the Raiders want him to play wide receiver. So we're going to dig into these details after the short break. Um, When we come back, we will be talking to the, I guess, second year, soon to be third year wide receiver, number 10, Rico Gafford. So joining me now, a former undrafted free agent who grew up in Iowa, finished his college career in Wyoming, a former defensive back who has received all Mountain West honors in 2017, a guy who switched over to wide receiver, and he stepped in for a handful of games, but this dude left an impact on the scoreboard and has left us fans wanting more after catching two passes in the regular season for one touchdown, resulting in a perfect passer rating of 158.3 when targeted. This is Raiders wide receiver. And already a little bit of a fan favorite, number 10, Rico Gafford. What is up, dude? What's going on, man? How you been, man? You been hanging in there through this uh, through this world lockdown? 
<laughs> yeah, I've been good, and I've been I just you know been doing what I can to actually quarantine and you know still work on my game uh, day in and day out. But um, you know, as as me and you were texting, uh, I was I was you know set to leave Florida today yeah. because of um, what I was hearing um, about my hometown in Iowa. Um, pretty much, basically, I guess Iowa's about to go on um, at least lockdown or stay at home or whatever it is. It's pretty much all the same thing to me, but. Um, Florida ended up doing that a day before that. So they did it. They did, they started today. So I ended up Ooh. having to change my flight and get up out of there. But, um, pretty much, you know, what I'm doing during this time is spending a lot of time with my family yeah. and, uh, you know, doing what I can to work out. That's good stuff, man. You got to do what you got to do now. Um, this kind of question, I guess, just popped in my head with everything going on right now with the regular season. I mean, on the, I mean, right now, I mean, the NFL is kind of just in a way full speed ahead uh, all their main dates are still set in stone but i i'd imagine off-season plans right now could get altered um what do you expect to happen man and how do you uh plan to stay prepared for the 2020 season um i mean honestly for me you know what, what it was you know throughout um last season and the season before that pretty much for me was just you know learning the playbook and you know trying to yeah. get ahead um because be, being a being a defensive guy, obviously you know coming to offense is the it's it's a lot more um, put on my table as far as what I got to do for um, basically watching film, you know, learning new plays, learning audibles, all that type of stuff. So uh, for me, you know, this off season, what I what I'm really gonna focus on is you know staying ahead, and on top of that, you know, work on my route run, uh, route running work on just everything that, you know, that they told me that they needed me to get better at as far as, um, you know, getting better for this next upcoming season. Oh, I like that. And actually, you know, I was going to ask you something a little bit about that later, but since you're talking about it now, this is perfect. Uh, you, you know, you made the move to wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this, you know, whenever I introduced you, man, you're, you're all Mountain West honors in 2017 as a defensive back playing corner, man. I mean, you're out there. I mean, forget what you had the final year of your college career off the top of my head, what, like maybe like six pick, are you? I mean, you, I mean you're getting you're handling the ball quite a bit, but now that you've made the move to wide receiver, you're getting used to the position. How do you feel? I'm, I'm going to give you, this is your chance. I want you to gloat a little bit about yourself, man. How do you feel that you've grown at the position and maybe something that you still feel like you need to kind of work on a little bit? Um, honestly, with, with my background and uh, like you said, you wanted to possibly talk about high school and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, I played both positions. I played wide receiver and cornerback. Um, I had a, I had a quarterback that was you know I had two quarterbacks that are really good at throwing the ball and they were really you know dual threats as well so um, you know have, having those two as my quarterbacks you know they they helped me get better as far as just having the ability um, of playing wide receiver and cornerback so uh, like I said I've, I've always done I've always done both and then when I got to um, college I went to I went to um, Iowa Western Community College to start off my college career. And um, my second season there, they ended up moving me to offense for a little bit. I played a little bit of running back, but didn't really do much at receiver. I played a little bit of running back, and you know, I just I just missed the feeling of having a ball in my hands. Yeah. And then once I got to I got to Wyoming, we didn't get the chance to put me on offense because you know we had an old school coach and all that type of stuff. So um, I pretty much just played cornerback, and you know, whenever I got the ball, I just I just did what I could. I tried to get you know, return yards. I tried to mm-hmm. score touchdowns. I just tried to do whatever I could because I liked having the ball in my hands. So, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, just me having that ability to just be able to do both, um, you know, just brings, brings extra 
things to the table, which I feel like can, you know, help me have a long career, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, we can continue doing that, you know, with the Raiders. Yeah, 100%, man. Whenever and This was crazy. Um, the, the first time I heard you, your name, right, you joined the Raiders in 2018, just a little bit after. I think you signed with the Titans at first, right? So we, we picked yeah, you up. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, bam! You're gonna be a you're gonna be a wide receiver, bro. So, you're you're well. I mean, not even just that though. This is what's crazy is I remember vaguely um, things coming across like I think we're gonna play the Ravens, right? And I hear Rico Gafford playing quarterback to simulate Lamar Jackson, and that you're all over in practice. I mean, pretty much being like, if there's an opposing team coming up that week with a player that has speed, you're asked to play that position. And simulate them because you just you got them legs, bro. So tell me about a little bit, I guess, about that journey through those reps in 2018. Yeah, well, how it started was um, I forgot who we were playing, but uh, early in the season when I first had got on practice squad, um, we were playing. I forgot what team. Like I said, uh, we're I don't know who we're playing, but they moved me to running back. And, you know, Marshawn and all the other guys were just teaching me all the little mechanics and all that stuff. And they moved me to running back, and I got the ball a few times and was, like, you know, doing things that caught the eye of Coach Gruden and all the other guys. So, um, Saeed Blacknall had got hurt one time in practice, and they're like, yeah. hey, we need you to come play receiver. Like, you got to come play receiver. You got you know, you got to do both because we need you. We need the body. So, um, pretty much after that, it was – you know, it was it was pretty much set in stone. Coach Gruden came to me one time uh, a few weeks after that, after I made the move over to, you know, playing both sides. He came over to me one time during stretch, and he was like, I want to move you to receiver. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> serious? Like, yeah. I'm in the NFL, and I'm getting moves. Like, my position is being moved, like, yeah. at the top level of football. And uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, we got a plan for you. You know, we, we like what you're doing on practice squad. We think you could, you know, really make a splash and make a name for yourself and really help us out. And we want to we want to move you there permanently, so they moved oh. me there. Um, rest of the season, it was pretty much just learning the playbook, learning the playbook, learning the playbook. Now, you know when you play different teams, obviously there's different schemes. So I would be, you know, on install one, but they would just be in a, a completely different install and adding in new new plays, new routes, new just new wrinkles to everything. So it was like it was hard for me to jump up to speed at that time. And and be able to you know help the team out. So I just spent the rest of the rest of the year on practice squad, just you know doing what I can to you know continue to show my ability, so that when the time comes, that you know I, I'm prepared and that you know they have to trust in me. Yeah, no, dude, I'm digging it, man. And I don't know if you know this. I don't know how much you pay attention to Twitter, but it's kind of a popular thing right now among Raider Nation. Uh, we kind of got like a little hashtag floating around since last year. Uh, hashtag free Rico. Have you seen that? <laughs> I think I've seen it like a few times. I, I've seen. I haven't really paid much attention to it, but I, I've seen it a few times. I, I appreciate the fans, man. They, you know, I, I haven't really ran into any fans that you know have had to say anything bad. Obviously, I mean, they haven't really seen me play much, but um, every time I've run into some fans, you know, they, they're always happy for me. They're, you know, when they see me in public out in Oakland, anywhere like that, you know, they're had to see me and just excited and all that type of stuff. So, I, you know, I, I appreciate all the fans and everyone that, you know, is in my, in my corner. That's some good stuff, man. Rico, you know, we know a lot about you, man, on the field. We obviously know, I mean, you're a burner. You get, you get, you get an open space. You, you find number 10 wide open, uh, you count that as six at this point. I mean, 158.3 pass rating on two targets is absolutely nuts. So, obviously, you know, we're just kind of left wanting more. It's like, it's like, it's like going through uh, Costco getting a little, 
sample of something you get that you get that good uh spinach dip right and you want to get the whole bucket well right now we're waiting for the whole bucket of spinach dip right now in 2020 um but i'll tell you man uh, a little bit about off of off the football for a second uh we want to know a little bit more about rico gafford uh the guy off the field um and i don't even know really where to start man you you married you got a girlfriend you got any kids tell me about you man um i am engaged um, there we my go. fiance's name is Elma. Um, she is Bosnian, so she's she's from Europe. And awesome. um, we have a son. We have a son. He just turned one, and he just you know he he's he's Rico the third. So that's I great. Had to, you know, I, I had to do it again. I just wanted I wanted I wanted a mini me, so I just named him Rico the third. Yeah. And um, he like I said, he just turned one. He's you know he just started walking. Um, you know, so other than that, we're not really. We don't have anything else. We have a dog. Her name's Daisy. I got I got it from my uh, fiance a few years ago for our anniversary. So pretty much, you know that that's pretty much it about my family. We, you know, we we started we started to try to travel a little bit, try to experience a lot more in life instead of you know just sitting in Iowa. And Iowa, it's, it's so stale here. There's nothing <laughs> to say, really do, yeah. but we we love it. But it's just it's just, there's nothing to do here. So um, my fiance and I we went to Miami a few weeks ago. And then, uh, like I said, we just got back from Florida, so we're in Florida just down there for the whole month. And um, we wanted to, we wanted to do a lot, you know. We wanted to. My son's young, but we wanted to just experience um, um, Orlando and go to the amusement parks out there and all that stuff, just yeah. to do it, just to have something to do. But we never got to because of the quarantine and all that <sighs> stuff. So, um, not really anything exciting with my family right now. But you know, for years <laughs> to come, we'll, hopefully, we can, you know, get out and do a few things and have fun. Yeah, to be continued, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that, bro, because normally, you know, I get uh, younger players on here. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm only like, tw- I'm going to be 28 soon. Oh, okay. Uh, but normally, I like to get guys on here. I got two kids. I'm married. I like to, uh, you know, kind of like uncle them a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm glad, you know, you're you're engaged. You got the kid. You got the family going. Uh, that's the important stuff. That You know, over here at the podcast, I'm sure the Raiders are the same way, man. Family first. Um, so I'm happy oh, for yeah. you, bro. But speaking of, of father figures and uncles and whatnot, uh, let's talk about your head coach, man, John Gruden. Do you uh, you enjoy playing for Mr. John Gruden? Oh, I love him. He's you know he he he's really the main reason why I'm still with the Raiders. Um, I had opportunities to leave and go to other teams as you know it played out. Um, pretty much in, after the preseason, after they let me go, um, yeah. I had a few teams that called. Um, the Texans was one of the teams I was really you know gonna. I was I was I was actually gonna go there until I talked to Coach Gruden, and then uh, my first season, my rookie season, um, the the Jets had called like halfway through the season, and they were like, "Look, we want to bring you up, we're ready to see what you have, and all that type of stuff." But just creating a connection with Coach Gruden, and um, you know, getting getting to getting to know him, getting to actually yeah. you know see how serious he takes the game and the passion that he has for the game and the love he has for his players, man, that's, that's, that's the main reason why I'm still, you know, with the Raiders because he, 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 you know, he changed my position and, yeah. you know, he, he has a plan for me. He has a plan for me in the future. So I'm just going to stick with him as long as I can. And, you know, if, if it works out in my favor. Hey, that's what we're talking about, man. That's, that's good stuff. I like that feeling like that. Um, you know, Raider nation here, we're all about loyalty and it's cool to see a loyal side right now of Rico Gafford. Um, a guy that obviously had some league interest, uh, but stuck with his coach, stuck with his team, and bro, come on. Uh, I mean, you're not the only one. Everyone looks good in the silver and black, but you're rocking it pretty good, man. And one last thing, too, I guess, talking about fit, 
Uh, this is kind of, I guess, the one last question I want to ask you about. And that's about our quarterback, Derek Carr. Earlier you had mentioned, you know, you haven't come across a fan that's had anything bad to say. Um, and I, you know, I can agree, man. I mean, for the most part, every fan I've talked to about Rico Gafford loves Rico Gafford. But right now there's this very unbalanced opinion about our quarterback, Derek Carr, and what he brings. And I just want to ask you, how confident are you in number four to make you the best wide receiver that you can possibly be? Oh, I'm, I'm very confident in Derek. You know, like, me and Derek's relationship is, you know, it's there. We're, you know, we're, we're buddies. We're all that. It's just the fact that I was on practice squad. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really create a, a very well relationship with him to where, when I, you know, come up to the 53-man roster and I'm actually playing that in a matter of seconds, you know, depending on the play, if the play is not meant for me, then, you know, it, it just I just have to, you know, deal with it. But as far yeah. as, you know, with Derek, I have the utmost confidence in Derek. Everyone on the team does because he, he, he's our leader. He, he's very smart. You know, he's very passionate. He's a family man. He just – he loves the game. He takes the game serious. And, you know, throughout this whole – process of what's been going on in the off season and you know rumors about Tom Brady rumors about just just a whole bunch of different rumors and all this stuff been going on Derek yeah. has stayed strong and you know he he no matter what anyone says about him he's still going to be the same man at the end of the day and you know I I, I see I I've, I've seen all the fans that go at him and all this type of stuff and he never you know he, he never feeds on to that none of that bad energy he's a you know he's a family man he's a man of God and at the end of the day, I know Amen. that when it comes to my career, um, you know, Derek, Derek can really help me out because he, he is a great quarterback. Um, he, he, like I said, he learned Gruden's offense and he, he mastered it. And no matter what Gruden did, he, Gruden would come in uh, in a whole, in a week 14. And then from week 14 to week 16, it's a, it's a completely different install and a completely different mindset of what what we have to do the different things we have to do it's just it's, it's a lot and you know with me obviously it took me two years to actually learn the offense but to see what Derek has to go through to see what he has to do to run that offense it, it's crazy so my my confidence for Derek is, is very very high and I love him I you know a lot of a lot of guys I, I I search my name up a few times and be like oh Rico is wide open Rico is this Rico this it's it's mm. It, it all comes down to trust. You know, I, I came in the picture very late. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy that when I was, you know, open for a play that was for me, Derek hit me because, you know, the, the play was specifically for me in the yeah. long run. So, um, like I said, when it comes down to it, it comes down to trust with any quarterback. And I know that, you know, Derek, when it, when it comes to, when it, when it comes time to, you know, throw back on the pads again and, get out there together, I, I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, create a relationship with Don, with Derek to where when the season starts, if I'm on the 53-man roster again, that I'm ready to go and, I, you know, he, he can trust me. Man, you got me you got me fired up right now, man. You got me you got me sitting here itching. I, I'm looking forward to whenever you guys can get back on the field and keep building that chemistry. Um, that's good stuff. That's, you know, kind of, I guess, the same thoughts that I had in the back of my head. Um, some of the, I, you know, Twitter, man, Twitter, uh, doesn't let anything slide. I mean, you can miss a guy a split second open, um, and they're going to rip you for it. So, and I kind of had that same thought, um, last thing I'm going to close this thing out. Um, but real quick, thanks again, Rico. I appreciate you taking the time away from your family here to sit down and, and, and talk with some Raider fans. Man, no problem, man. You know, I just, I, I, I like to, I like to do things like this. You know, I like to, I like to do the interviews. I like to, you know, get back and, you know, talk to, 
fans. I like to do it all. I, you know, I, I, I play video games with the fans. I do, I do a bunch of things. Hey. I just, you know, I'm a, I'm an open, I'm an open guy. I'm an outgoing guy. Like, you know, I just, it's, I don't, I don't really feed on to the fame. Like for me, like back home, like no one sees me as a, as a famous guy or anything like that because of the type of guy that I am. So, you know, yeah. this, this is the type of stuff I like doing. That's I, I can, I can come back on if you need me to anything like that. So just hey. let me know. Hey, appreciate that, Rico, man. Uh, we much respect here for number ten, hundred percent, all the time. Um, and yeah, good stuff. I- I'm glad you're able to give back to the fans. I'm glad you're able to do it uh, on my podcast here, man. We'll put you up. We'll put you up on that pedestal all day long, man. You're you're a famous guy in our opinion. <laughs> I'm a well known guy. Um, but I will tell you, um, you know, like I said, we saw that big touchdown. For as far as I know, like you know, I'm a little biased, of course. I, you know, I'm a little. I'm a passionate Raider fan. But as far as I know, Rico Gafford right now has a 50% uh, catch-to-touchdown ratio, and I want to see more this season. But I want to know what your goal is. I want to know, you know, you made your first impact in the in the league this year. Now, I would just want to know what your goals are for this upcoming season. My goal is to, is to make an impact, you know, from the, from the jump, from the start. Um, you know, I feel like I, I, I'm a guy that, you know, does well – with examples i like to i like to get out there and you know prove people wrong obviously and then prove people right as well um just like just like when i had my opportunity to score a a score touchdown all i wanted to do was show the world what i have and what i can bring to the table so that's all i've that that's pretty much my main goal is to continue to show the world what i have continue to show you know coach gruden and mike mayock all them that i can bring something to the table that you know, I can I can be a key contributor to the team, and you guys can have that trust in me to 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 really be a guy on this team. I want to you know take my game to another level, to where I'm not a guy that's coming off the sideline each play. I want to be on I want to be on the field every single play, and I want my speed to be felt. I want everything to be felt at all times while I'm on the field. So you know, my my like I said, my biggest goal was to just continue to prove people wrong and continue to prove people right. And yeah have a have a you know have a big impact on the game all around no matter where i am <laughs> man i'm here for it brother um i'll tell you what speaking for the listeners speaking for myself right now um shout out to rico gafford a true man i'll tell you right now you're a stand-up true authentic professional football player you're well-spoken man you carry yourself man you go out there you make big plays on the football field there's nothing else we can ask rico man like you said you want to talk in the future? We'll talk in the future. I'm sure we'll be in touch at some point, man. Um, but I'm going to let you go. I'll let you get back to your family. Keep enjoying your off season. Stay safe. You and that one-year-old baby girl, stay safe, man. Um, Raider Nation will be looking out for you, and we're ready for 2020. Sounds good. Thanks, Cody, man. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me on here, man. To all the fans, I love you guys. And, you know, stay safe out here during these rough times. Hopefully we can get through it soon. Man. Love you guys. Shout out to our guy Rico Gafford, man, number ten coming in hot. Uh, that was a good dude. It was good to break it down with him, and it was good to hear some uh, good little nuggets out of that conversation, man. Um, that's our dude. But I got another guest coming on. Not gonna mess around. Not gonna waste any more time. Make sure though, you guys do follow Rico Gafford on Twitter at Rico Gafford two underscore. Uh, man, underrated follow for sure. Uh, make sure you check him out on Twitter. But we're gonna take this quick break provided by Blue Wire. And when we return, I will be joined by Raiders beat writer Ryan Lopes. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you're wrong. 
Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on a Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word, BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. So joining me now, a longtime friend and I guess kind of colleague now, writer with RaidersBeat.com and contributor to BreakoutFinder.com, which is a fantasy football website for all you fantasy football gurus <laughs> or wannabe gurus out there. Um, they actually, it actually, uh, you guys just fired up a new app. Tell me a little, did, about, a little bit about did, it, man. Huh? Yeah, so this is uh, so the the Breakout Finder man has been has been the the brainchild and and kind of and kind of baby of, uh, of of a good friend of mine, Mister Mister Nate Liss on Twitter at an outraged Jew. He's got he's got one of the more unique and kind of memorable handles out there for sure. So yeah, him and another one of my 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 really good friends, Russell Clay at Russell J Clay. So these guys were deep in the lab somewhere for a few years, man, and kicking around super super high level nerdy stuff that's kind of over my head. But they basically developed three of their own. Kind Kind of unique uh, proprietary metrics um, and and over the past gosh probably about two years now um, we've kind of been marching towards this place and this place was the eventual app um, so again like 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 Cody was so nicely uh, able to do kind of kind of teed it up for me it's uh, it's for all you know all you fantasy football heads out there people that you know are invested in, in fantasy football you can go ahead and download the app and we got some pretty interesting uh, suggestions out there for all you for all you fantasy uh, for all you fantasy heads that's some good stuff now Ryan here he is a long time Raiders fan of course I think he's finding yeah. his love a little bit with fantasy football but we're gonna bring him down to uh Raider Nation now this is this is <laughs> this is Raiders uh, this is like the biased world right here the Raider Cody <laughs> podcast is where you can just fan out and not even worry but um the only reason I gotta drag Ryan down here because he is super super um I want to say he's opinionated he's realistic um and he's <laughs> always looking out for what his opinions go to to match best with the team and now we are in the perfect position to start talking about and you know this is the thing is ryan is my guy around the draft like this next month it's like this is the dude okay you follow like i said you follow at still ryan five on twitter right now if you're not (laughs) appreciate that man you follow him man you get those plugs you get that fan you get that insight to fantasy football and you get that insight for your raiders draft stuff um but ryan man i want to ask you just a little bit about you know we wrapped up free agency i thought you know when we first planned this right Mm mm-hmm we kind of had like three clear, I'd say needs. And normally, you know, for me personally, if I'm trying to like talk like you, I don't, I'm not a guy that likes to draft need. I'm like, let's look at best player available. Let's take Mm -hmm. him. But we're dealing with John Gruden here. So we have to talk about needs and he's going to be, you know, of course, prying at Mike Mayock for the needs that he has on his team. (laughs) Um, And I'm looking at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at corner. Mm-hmm. And one of them was safety, but I think that box just got checked a little bit with Demarius yeah. Randall. I think, you know, at least they don't have to reach for a safety if they don't want I to. But I think that's um, I think that's I think that's very fair. So is that the list that you would go with top three needs? 
For sure. And I think, I think, you know, if, if we're going to kind of box out, you know, maybe the safety need right now with Demarius Randall coming on board, I think you can still, I mean, there's always, right, there's always room to add along the de- the defensive line, Pass um, especially rush, for yep. a team like the Raiders who have had uh, such a tough time consistently getting to, to the quarterback. So whether that's building from the inside out, outside in, whatever it might be, ends, tackles, whatever it means. So I think, I think that, that need certainly slides up right now and kind of definitely, definitely wide receiver at the top cornerback makes a ton of sense. And I would probably pencil in, you know, uh, either, either, uh, someone in the middle or another, another pass rusher to kind of compliment someone like Max uh, Crosby. I gotcha. So with our biggest need, I think we're, you know, we're pretty, we're com- we have some common ground here. Our biggest need right now is wide receiver, and not just because mm-hmm. we have a spot to fill in the roster, but because there's so much opportunity to finally just land that guy. Yeah, there are names there. I mean, I mean, there's been guys that have said there's possibility there's seven wide receivers taken the first round. Like you know, I, yeah. I see that. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I see now, right now, we're in a position where we're looking at the big three. I, I, me personally, I said it as the big three. Some will say maybe yeah. the big two. Um, some will say maybe the big four. Uh, you can start tossing in mims, stuff like that, depending on what we're looking at. Um, where do you see us sitting at number 12? Like, who are you watching fall down the board is what I want to know. Yeah, so I mean, so I, I you know, post-combine, I, I went I went over to, to, to Raiders Beat and I kind of penned out my my initial kind of where I was sitting and where the kind of things landed after the combine as far as 12 overall and as far as, as far as 19 overall. So for me, 12, I'm right there with you. I think it is a big three. I think you got to include Henry Ruggs there. And I've been kind of on the soapbox for a little bit talking about how that speed, especially in a division where, where the Raiders play against Tyreek Hill tw- twice a year, John Gruden gets a, gets a glimpse at what he's able to do so consistently. Yeah. Um, I think he, you know, I think there's a good possibility that kind of that speed kind of trumps everything and Gruden kind of shoves 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 Mike aside and says listen we need we need rugs um but yeah. for me it, it is you know I think at 12 um if the board falls like we think it's going to fall and this isn't we're not going to talk about you know there's always the option about trading up right you know whether it's for Isaiah Simmons if it's for Jeff Okuda cornerback man I mean there mm-hmm. are certainly blue chip defenders there that that's always an option I think a lot of people talk about it kind of kind of give it lip service I think I think a lot of teams are kind of content mm-hmm. uh, for the most part kind of staying what they are let, letting the board fall as it may I think the Raiders are going to do that there's gonna be a ton of good options there for Looking at wide receiver in, in particular, I think it's Jerry Judy, it's C.D. Lamb, and it's and it's Henry Ruggs, and I think you can make an argument for each of them. Um, I myself am a Jerry Judy guy. I think he's super, yeah. super polished and crisp off the line. Does a lot kind of underneath in those intermediate kind of kind of routes where you know where, where Derek's kind of kind of relying on these guys to go out there and 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 create. You know, versus like a Henry Ruggs who's going to consistently take the top off. Derek can mm-hmm. Derek can air it out for a lot of Derek's faults, man. He is super super accurate down the field. It's just his ability to kind of do it more consistently. Um, gotcha. So Ruggs would definitely add that element. The Raiders haven't had that. That's what they wanted with Antonio Brown last year. Obviously, didn't get there. Um, and and uh, and CD Lamb, man, kind of gives you that Michael Crabtree element. You know, just that big bully able to you know over the shoulder fade. You know, and 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 that's that's where Derek Carr was at his best. You know, 20, yeah. 2015, 20, 2016. So I think you can make an argument. Me, me personally, man, it, it's almost like you know, it, I, I'm not going to be upset if they go either either one of those three directions Same. right there. It certainly fills a need. So, uh, you know, so definitely sign me up as far as wide receiver at 12 overall. I was gonna say it's crazy. I'm not even like picky this year at all about wide receivers. Not like at they're all, bringing man. up all these names. They're trying to argue with me. I'm just like, bro, like I don't care. Like <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, let's draft Henry Ruggs. I'll be like, but Jerry Judy's better. I'm like, okay, cool. Like let's draft Jerry Judy. Judy, Judy works like. too. Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> uh, I'm not really a big person on comps, but I found myself on my YouTube channel comping some guys, sure. and uh, there's like a weird split. I don't know what it is. Do you see any similarities between Judy and maybe like an Antonio Brown? 
So, I mean, that's that's not the name that I... So, for me, the, the Jerry Judy comp that I kind of stuck with has been uh, Chad Johnson, man. Chad Ochoa I just I like think that. his feet, man. Chad, I mean, he kind of got... I don't want to say lost because he was such a big personality, so he was certainly out there. But the era that he played in with the Owens and the Mosses and stuff like that, it's easy to kind of forget just how yeah. just how nasty Chad Johnson was and, and just his feet, man. His feet off the line, able to kind of create work, quick, quick, quick space, man. That, that's, that's where Judy wins. So, that, that's always yeah. been my, my comp. Now, with that said... Said. A lot of big media guys, big time analysts. I, th- I think I saw Gil, Gil Brandt today, but uh, guys like Greg Greg Cosell from 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 the NFL Network. Like these guys are like these guys have been doing it for years and years and years. And Cosell actually dropped the Antonio Brown Odell mix for, for oh, Jerry crap. Judy as far as there kind of go. what he's seeing. So you're certainly not the first person to yeah. kind of, to kind of throw that out there. I certainly think, man, his his ceiling is. Um, you know, a lot of people with, with, with Judy kind of knock the production, kind of knock a little bit the size. Yeah, he's not quite 200 pounds and all this stuff, but just the way he wins and, and how he wins, to me, like, it, it, I find it very hard to kind of develop a story and a circumstance in my head that kind of sees Judy failing. I just think he's just so clean, so yeah. polished that his transition is going to be as about as effortless as one's transition can be to Sunday football. Yeah, for some reason I don't know why. If it, it, I like that uh, Antonio Brown was Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham mix. I think I'd go yeah. with uh, like an Antonio Brown, maybe an Amari sure. Cooper baby. I think myself yeah, yeah. in my head, but I like it. Uh, there, there's there's so many. Everyone's their own individual player. So comps. That, that's why I enjoy comps a little bit now because they go so many different directions. Absolutely. Um, but one guy now that I almost could make a big four out of is Denzel Mims. Yeah. And Mims to me, for whatever reason, I I, I threw on tape of this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm about five minutes into it, and I'm saying, <laughs> why does this guy look like Michael Crabtree? Is that something that you see? Yeah, I, I haven't quite landed on a comp that I like. I can definitely see Crabtree with with, with Mims. Mims has been, um, you know, for those that have been following me for for a little while now, I kind of find myself, whatever the reason, I fall in love with a with a Baylor wide receiver every single year. It feels like whether it's Corey <laughs> Coleman, the Josh. Yeah, I love Corey Coleman out. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ishmael Zamora, the Raiders picked him up undrafted a few years ago. That was my guy. Yep. Didn't didn't quite pan out, but again, Baylor receivers and me every single year. It just so happens, um, and this year no different. Mims actually finished as my wide receiver three in this class someone that I, I you know I didn't see that combine uh play out the way it did but the dude made himself a ton of money man six three two oh seven four three eight forty um just smashed the vertical just all the athletic drills checks all the athletic boxes you want and again you throw in the tape like like you are man and you're, and you're seeing um just a guy that's super athletic super comfortable in the air um yeah. you know and I think the Baylor system itself kind of gets some knocks about you know what they ask the receivers to do and all that but man uh you 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 watch him you watch him play and it, it doesn't take long to kind of get that warm fuzzy feeling inside like this yeah. guy can definitely translate. So, uh, man, the the, the Crabtree comp, it would be super enticing for, for for Raiders fans for sure, man. You know, again, just that's when Derek was at his best recently for sure. Him and Crabtree, uh, you know, linking up. So I think Mims for me is like if the Raiders for a reason trade out of 12 and slide down later in the first or, or even at 19 overall, like I wouldn't be at all upset if it's if it's T Higgins at 19 or even if it's Denzel Mims at 19 overall. I think if they don't take wide receiver at 12, those two options at 19 make a ton of sense for me. I agree. I agree. Now, man, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to listen to this back again, man, because I'm going to have to <laughs> decipher you, man, you just, uh, the, the, your knowledge, man, just rattles off as there's a lot of writers out there that can go out there and they can write, they can, they can research, they can check stuff out and they can, you know, put together an article, but it, it's a rare talent for a guy like you to be able to sit down, man, and just rattle off that, stuff like this, man. So it, it's good stuff to be able to get you on here, but uh, you know, the second biggest need now, obviously, and, and I think that hole got a little bit bigger. I'm a big, big, big 
Trayvon Mullen fan, and I'm yeah, yeah. nearly, I mean, I was big time on the hype train of Isaiah Johnson last offseason. Obviously, things didn't pan out. As much as I'd love to see him be the player I thought he was, there's still a good chance that he's not going to be the guy uh, just because of, of availability. Um, you know, you can't take that chance again. So I think the, the, the second biggest need is still going to be a, a corner opposite yep. of Trayvon Mullen. Um, obviously, Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, the only way I could describe him watching him play is his hips are bearings, and I don't even know how he <laughs> twists the way he does. Um, yeah. Okuda falling to us is pretty much impossible. Uh, yeah. There's no way he's not a top 10 pick. If, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top five. Uh, right. Trading up, I think, is maybe a little out of reach. I don't know if that's necessarily a Mike Mayock uh, signature yet. Of course, we've only seen him you know, with a number four pick. That's the highest mm-hmm. so far. So we'll see what he does, but he seems to like those later round picks. Where do you see a corner at 12, 19, whether that's a trade back into the second. Yeah. What what are what are the guys you're watching at corner? Yeah, so corner corner's a little bit um I think my rankings probably look a bit different than than kind of what a lot of people uh you know have seen whether it's from big media or other kind of drafts uh draft, you know, folks out there. Um it's a it's a pretty tough position to evaluate. I I threw my I threw my uh my rankings up at Raiders B and I and I ended up with obviously Okuda far and away at the top. I got Jeff Gladney out of Texas Christian at, at number two. Okay. The knock on him is he's he's a bit undersized, man, but he is a super, super sticky player. Um again, so a lot of people might, you know, find him a little bit uh, polarizing just given the size but for me that's a player that i'd be looking at as early as as 19 overall i'd be i'd be pretty pretty happy yeah. overall with his with his selection after him i got jalen johnson out at utah i think a lot of people waiting for like the cj henderson nod there or something like that mm-hmm. but jalen johnson's a guy that kind of got lost in the shuffle over there at at utah not a ton of people are sitting up late watching this pac-12 football so um he's yeah. a player that 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 certainly showed out for me some some of the best tape that i ended up watching uh kind of this this draft cycle after him is where i kind of start looking at guys like Christian Fulton, start looking at guys like like CJ Henderson. Henderson's probably the, the player that's been mocked to the Raiders at 19, I think the most. Um, you know, whether it's you know at 19 or perhaps trading down a little bit more. Um, for me, I ended up with like a with like a you know borderline first, second round grade on CJ Henderson, a super duper athlete, man. Uh, over over six feet tall, 204 pounds, another four three nine forty in him, uh, 37 inch vertical. So this guy clearly an athlete. That's always been the story. You you watch him on tape, that was never in doubt uh the problem for me the tape itself was just kind of all over the place some questions about tackling and stuff like that so um i think you know someone like vic vic tafer might have might have wrote about it too but you know how much of a of a project do the raiders want to invest in you know at 19 overall when Mm -hmm. you know they've they've done a great job loading up on some key positions in free agency and um you know at this point you know they they have a project that corner you know with with isaiah johnson right now so they want to you know the position is such a need. So it, to me, 19 is like such a tricky spot, Cody, man, yeah. just because there is, you know, there's going to be a need there. I think CJ Henderson's there. I think they got their pick of the litter of, of cornerbacks at, at, at 19, but I'm just not sure the value necessarily aligns. But again, that might be a spot where you kind of, you know, forego a little bit of that and kind of lean towards need. Um, CJ, CJ Henderson would be a pretty easy pill for me to swallow just because I know he is that upside athlete. But again, I mm-hmm. think he's a little bit more raw um, than maybe you want to invest in, especially for this team right now. Yeah. That really needs that that true kind of CB one. So yeah, CJ Henderson, man, is a guy that obviously to me kind of pops a little bit more right there. And I don't know what it is, maybe just Mike Mayock and his tendencies in those you know two, three maybe early rounds. He likes to go for those big school kids. And and for yeah, me, for sure. Henderson. Now this is kind of where I get a little 
Shaky. I don't know why I keep finding like X Raider comps in these players, but I don't know why I see a little like Gary on Conley and oh CJ Henderson. I don't know no why. Boy. Is it is it the linkiness or am I just like completely nuts? Is he more of an athlete than Gary on? You know, I think I think Gary on was uh, for all of his faults and for you know things not kind of clicking. Um, you know, given the missed time or whatever, but uh, Conley was certainly uh, an athletic specimen himself, and that's kind of the box that that Henderson checks. Um, there was so much, so much good. T- I, I was, I was stoked for the, for the Conley selection, man. I, I really yeah. was. And it just, it just was one that, 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 that didn't work out. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm like, you know, kind of subconsciously kind of uh, a little sketched out about that as well. I trying to let any of that stuff kind of, kind of play in, but overall with Henderson, again, I see that, I see that upside with the athleticism, just not sure that, um, he's a player that's going to come in, uh, right away at 19 overall and kind of be that difference maker out there you know me and i'm i'm certainly open to to being wrong yeah. of course but again i just seen um you know a few more holes than maybe you would like to see at yeah. you know someone going inside the the top 25 it's such a pivotal position like mm-hmm. cornerback with you know and that's uh, as we just talked about here that that is certainly one of the raiders top needs if if not their top need right now so i gotcha i gotcha now let's take um well i got one more draft question i want to yeah, wipe yeah, of off course. the board here um outside of needs let's wipe away needs uh, give me a couple names, no matter what the position is, whether, you know, mm-hmm. of course, we want to add some pass rush still. Maybe we can add some interior offensive line depth, depending on what happens with Gabe Jackson here in the future. Um, mm-hmm. We can still maybe use another linebacker, you know, in the future. Yeah. We got we still have, we still have, I mean, at, at some point we got like two needs. Once we fill them, uh, we <laughs> can go all across the board to just keep filling depth. Who are some guys maybe that you yourself are keeping your eye on day three-ish? Yeah, so so for me, the well, I'm I'm gonna back it up a little bit to even if there is a if there is a chance that the Raiders, you know, I think one of the best case scenarios after after I just outlined kind of my hesitancy at the 19 spot, which is kind of some of the options that I think will be there. The Raiders mm-hmm. can find a way to slide down from 19, uh, either grab like a, a super late first somehow, or even to me grabbing a second round pick or multi, or somehow multiple seconds, whatever the compensation might be, would be huge, man. There's I think there's so much value in that second round. Unfortunately, the Raiders not caring a pick right now uh if there is a second round scenario that kind of comes to play jeremy chin uh kind of that hybrid um you know linebacker uh safety kind of a kind of a discount isaiah simmons so to speak super super freak athlete as well small school kids southern illinois um was kind of off the radar of a lot of people myself included came to the combine showed out um he would fill so many needs for the raiders right there and again i think he you know at one point in time was a player that was going to go maybe in the 80s but now given the combine and, and people finally getting some eyes on him i wouldn't be surprised if he goes inside you know the 50 somewhere so that's kind of like a second round slide down dream for me as far as third round plus um you know fourth round plus i, I back the linebacker spot akeem davis gaither um out of Appala- appalachian state man that's a player that for me um he's kind of been my guy through and through um a little bit undersized 220 something but flies around um, plays bigger as, as as cliche as that is, but again, he would fit on the outside and kind of shore up this brand new, you know, Raiders linebacking unit mm-hmm. right off the bat. Um, this wide receiver class in general is just so deep. There's tons of guys that I love, you know, um, whether it's Chase Claypools, the Donovan Peoples Jones, if somehow Michael Claypool, Pittman's yeah. still hanging around in the yep. in, in the eighties, you know, if the Raiders don't go, you know, uh, early wide receiver some way somehow. I mean, there's so much depth in this class. At, 
at the wideout spot. And then I think running back, we've got to get someone behind Josh Jacobs. Not to say that Jacobs can't play. We know this kid's going to ball. We know the offense is going to run through him. There's a couple enticing options out there, whether it's A.J. Dillon, who's kind of that Give bigger back. Give me my guy. Um, Give me my guy pers- right now. You know who he is. It- <laughs> well, <I> like, <laughs> for me for me it's kind of it's it's not necessarily that uh, you know Dylan Dylan's huge man but Antonio Gibson out of Memphis like 6 6 1 220 something himself um but has these hands man it's kind of that hybrid uh you know running back wide out play play a little bit of both that school so just mm-hmm. a, just will bring such a different dimension to this offense you got the tight ends you got some wide receiver upgrades mm-hmm. and you get a guy like Josh Jacobs obviously pounding the rock you got a guy like Antonio Gibson John, John Gruden don't have so much fun on the controls man adding someone like Antonio Gibson third round fourth round fifth round um so yeah there's a there, there's a bunch of options out there man uh linebacker for me I mean I I hope they keep throwing darts at it. I hope they keep throwing darts at at the free safety spot um yeah so there's there's definitely going to be some some options out there that 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 are going to be going to be enticing for sure yeah it would be nice to see one more guy back there uh you know learning behind a center fielder like eric harris or what's going to be going on with you know our 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 latest addition here is a little interesting just because of he's kind of been randall he's been kind of all over the place you know he's kind of a a coverage corner guy he could play center field uh on a one-year deal so it's interesting to see how we fill that need now, I'm, I'm going to wrap up draft talk here, and I was going to sit here, and I was going to get super controversial with you and ask you about Derek Carr, <laughs> but I'm not really a big, I'm not big, like, I don't, I don't even, like, believe it or not, man, um, a lot of people that follow me on Twitter, I don't even, myself, I don't even talk about Derek Carr much in my podcast, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to avoid, I'm going to avoid that topic here, I'm, I, you know, yeah. the, the, the argument's tiresome, we all have reviews, <laughs> we, we go into 2020, we got our thing, um, yeah, yeah. and, you know, I just let players get on here, and, you know, do their thing and talk about uh, their quarterback let let them do the talking for me i guess yeah, yeah. but instead i'm gonna make you instead of getting controversial i'm gonna bring you back down now you know i let i, I let you nerd out a little bit on me here i let you <laughs> you know get your thing um which is very impressive man the the knowledge i wish i could just sit here and pick your brain for hours off the record and and just learn more learn more about football but i want to know uh like i said i'm gonna bring you back down to back down to earth this is raider cody earth this is the fanboy central right here yeah yeah and and i want you to fan out a little bit and i want you to tell me i want you to hype up this raiders team and what they've done and what we're going to do in 2020 to make the playoffs tell you what man is for 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 my for my criticisms of the quarterback play for my criticisms of the of the coach the hire and all that stuff there was a there was a strong stretch of play last year for sure um and anyone that you know there's certainly kind of two sides of the fence the the room's been divided as you said we're gonna we're gonna sidestep all the controversy right now um this is this is it though man this is this is this is Vegas. It's a brand new stadium. This is um, as much as it, as it is the same core. You got the John Gruden. You got the Derek Carr. You got the offensive line. You got Mayock kind of second year now. As much as the core has kind of remained the same, this is this is legit a brand new start, brand new stadium. So that in of itself is pretty exciting for me. Mm-hmm. The stadium looks cool as hell. I can't wait to get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the way that I kind of see the everything kind of stacking up right now is you have Derek Carr that has, I imagine he's course has heard all the chatter and and again there was a strong stretch of play last year things didn't quite work out so i think i mean derek for you know you say what you want about him but i don't think anyone should question the type of competitor that he is so i think you know back against
against the wall, you know, new, uh, a new slate, him to kind of make a statement. I think yeah. things could be set up nicely for him. He got year two, Josh Jacobs healthy. We saw what Darren Waller did last year. You know, there's going to be a wide receiver addition, whether it's 12 overall, 19 overall, whatever. So I think John Gruden um, was calling some good ball last year and, and he's going to get a couple extra weapons in there. So I yeah. think Derek Carr is going to be elevated just with the presence of some new people around that. We know the offensive line is still relatively intact and it was playing at a high level last year too. So I'm excited about the offense, you know, if, if, if all the kind of the, the dots connect and right, right off the bat, man, we kind of glossed over three agency additions in itself, but Corey Little, Corey Littlein, um, you got, you know, other linebacker upgrades. There, there's been money that's been spent. Yep. The, 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 the defense was the focus, which is nice to see because there were certainly some holes and some kind of letdown spots last year. Um, you know, the Raiders don't have a second round pick, but there is some ammunition. Uh, you know, they, they, they got three picks in the third. Um, so, so this defense got better. It could keep getting better. So I, I think, um, you know, as a fan, whatever kind of side of the fence you, 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 you see, you get, you see yourself on right now, there's, there's definitely been steps in the right direction. Um, again, and I've I've been more of a of a pessimistic fellow in the past, but I, I largely, man, I've I've liked a lot of the stuff that this team has done this offseason. So I think it's a big prove a year for, for for the quarterback. I think it's a big prove a year for John Gruden going to a flashy new stadium. Um, so it's not to say this stuff's all going to be handouts, but um, again, on paper right now, I'm I'm pretty happy with the direction that 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 things have gone in for sure. Playoffs are bust, right? <laughs> Playoffs are bust, man, in that brand new stadium for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Ryan, man, I appreciate you coming on here and, and dropping your appreciate knowledge. You, Cody. And I will tell you one thing right now. This is your chance. Plug everything you can. Where can my <laughs> listeners find you? Yeah, man. At still Ryan five on Twitter. I, uh, as, as long as I have free time man, I dabble over at uh, RaidersBeat.com. I like to throw my thoughts up there once in a while. Um, and again, breakoutfinder.com at breakout underscore finder for all your fantasy football needs. Um, and you'll find my work over there as well. So Cody, I appreciate you, brother. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode, Raider Nation. A little bit longer than I expected, but hey, get you a little bit extra audio during this quarantine time. So like I said, make sure you follow Ryan Lopes on Twitter at StillRyan5. Follow his work at RaidersBeat.com. Make sure you follow our guy Rico Gafford on Twitter at RicoGafford2 underscore. Appreciate it so much talking to him on here. But like I said, make sure you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter at Raider Cody. Follow Kenny King at Kenny King underscore junior. And next week we could have ourselves another banger with a little bit of a hint. We could be talking to Wall Street himself, Darren Waller. Now, no promises. I'm just getting a little antsy, getting a little ahead of myself, but uh, indications are showing me I'm going to be able to talk to our dude next week. Going to be interesting. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Drop that you know five star rating. Leave a review. Um, and do your thing share it on twitter share it on instagram i'll see you guys next week
From self-help books to meditation, we work hard to find peace of mind. Xfinity Home helps you rest easy with a total home security solution. Installed by experts and powered by secure and reliable Xfinity Wi-Fi, you'll get 24-7 professional monitoring with fast response times and real-time alerts, like when doors and windows are opened. Rest easier with Xfinity Home. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash home security. Restrictions apply. Residential customers only. Requires compatible high-speed internet. Professional installation required.